Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It is 105 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott here alongside Cody Jansen today. Bob and the Oilers en route to Pittsburgh. That's the stomping grounds of old Jack Michaels there. Pittsburgh Penguins hosting the Oilers tomorrow on 6.30. Chad, 5 o'clock puck drop, 3.30 for the City Ford face-off show. Edmonton looking to build on a 4-2 win that they eked out last night over the Philadelphia Flyers. Just 10 shots on goal. 10 can count them on both hands through, well, not 10 minutes, but how about 40? How about two periods of hockey? And they still found a way to come out victorious. So uh, by no means the recipe for playoff success, but they picked up two points, and that hadn't happened in four consecutive games. So there you go. Uh, hey, we're heading back to sunny California this April with New West Travel. You can fly to L.A. and Anaheim, watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. New West Travel Hockey Package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott LA, lower bowl tickets for both games, and a welcome reception with Bob and special guests. For the California Hockey Package, call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Okay, phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. That's the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. It's also the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Of course, the show brought to you, as always, by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest recover and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Okay. Let's get to it. Phone lines are open. We got a couple callers waiting. I will not make you wait any longer. Alex is calling in from Summerland today. How you doing, Alex? You're on Oilers now. I'm doing really good. We're going to get the cold weather here tonight. Minus six, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't have to put that in there. <laughs> don't rub it in, my friend. We are creeping up on minus 30, as I'm sure you heard there. And hopefully it's well, not for too a, much longer. <laughs> I'm a born and bred Edmontonian, so uh, I, I appreciate you guys. That's for sure. Good <laughs> um, stuff. I'll, I'll make it quick because I know you got a full uh, board. Um, I kind of don't. You know, lately I've been getting not too happy about Woodcroft's press conference. I thought uh, when he says we're in the business of collecting points, I thought we were in the business of winning. Um, expectations certainly have changed this year, and I think that's why, you know, when uh, when it comes to uh, um, the deadline, if Holland hasn't made a big splash, you know when they have the winners and losers on all the shows and yeah. in the papers and Edmonton, if they don't make a big splash, they're going to be the number one loser. And the reason why is expectations have seriously changed. Uh, I disagree with Spectre, too, about not needing more offense. I'm not too sure if uh, Evander Kane's going to have the impact as he did last year. I don't know if it's the wrist or, you know, but uh, if, uh, if that other Kane is on the uh, – if we can get that other guy in there, I'd love to have him. 
we definitely need more depth on that right-hand side. You know, when I look at it, uh, if I know uh, from what I hear right now, it seems like a long shot for Eric Carlson, but you want to know something? Uh, it's Makar. If, if Colorado didn't have Makar, they don't win the Cup. If Hedman's not in uh, uh, Tampa Bay, they don't win the Cup before that. Every team that I could think about are going back. And, and the, the biggest thing about Pittsburgh, when they won those Cups, they had Latang. You had a dominant guy in the back end, and this guy is a Norris Trophy winner this year. And you know what? I, I don't think he's going to receive like 70 points next year. Come on. Look at the offense he's going to be playing with. And the one thing I'd like to criticize, too, if I may, is Holland not having a full roster. That's his problem for not having full rosters when guys are getting sick. I could just imagine being in that dressing room and going, oh, my God, we don't have a full roster here again. Okay, mm-hmm. and if we don't improve this, if the players that are there right now, if they don't make a big splash, they're going to be going. I don't know. You know, I just uh, maybe I'm going a little too far here, but uh, um, I'm thinking I should get off the air at this. You know, yeah. <laughs> the the, the only thing I would ask you, Alex, before you go, you mentioned yeah. Patrick Kane. Are you talking about a big splash? Is that sort of what you would like to see the Oilers address, or or would you rather see them be a little harder to play against? If what is the splash, the appropriate splash, in your opinion? In my opinion, the splash is you got to go do it all. If you can do it all, you get Kane for sure if you can. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to cost. If you can't get Earl Carlson, then you got to get another defenseman in there. That's for sure. And then you got to get a uh, a right-handed shot centerman. Yeah, I and you. Uh, and this is what it's about. Uh, if you got to give up three first rounders and some and some uh, prospects, you know, uh, then you do it. You go all the way. And at least John Holland can say to all the fans, if you crash and burn, then you could say, hey, well, hey, I went for it. Everyone, you know, I mean, he could, he'll have no excuses. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't go for it, and this team just goes into the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs with, I'd call it band-aids, or just trying to do a little bit here and a little bit there, I don't think it's going to be enough. Because I have a feeling Winnipeg is going to make a move here. And guess what? That's the other thing. I'm not convinced of our goaltending. Hellebeck in Winnipeg, man, going up against that team, uh, Edmonton's going to come out in a short stick, I think. Yeah, well, we've seen that before. We know what goaltending can mean in a series. Great call, Alex. Appreciate it, man. Alex and Summerland checking in there, and uh, we'll love to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063. Um, splash needed, 100%. Can you get everybody? Absolutely not. And I think that that's why right now there's there's not been that splash made because you have X amount of assets and you're only going to be able to divvy out those assets probably in one or two deals depending on the nature of the player you're trying to bring back. If you're trying to bring back Patrick Kane right now, I think it's going to cost you a little bit less than an Eric Carlson, certainly. Um Kane's an expiring contract, right? He could re-sign next year for cheap. That's that's certainly a possibility, but he could do that anywhere. So this player is looking like a rental to me, and he's a rental that doesn't make you any more difficult to play against. He's a rental that helps you win 6-5 hockey games, not 3-2 hockey games. So I'm not sold on Patrick Kane here but I am sold on maybe, uh, I know Sam Lafferty's been talked about so much by Bob, but if it's not Lafferty, how about a player like him that can kill penalties and help out in the face-off dot? That's been lacking for two years. So the Preds have been, you know, in some of the conversations, I know Ekholm's on a lot of teams' want lists. What about Tanner Janot? I love Tanner Janot. Good Sasky boy. Absolutely 
makes you tougher to play against. Had a 20-goal season last year. He's somebody that sort of earned his way up through the minor leagues and and showed as a member of the Predators last year that he is, you know, he's not to be messed with, right? This year, though, Cody, offensively, he's not contributing anywhere near as much. So I'm not 100% sure what type of player we're getting here. But you don't need him for offense. He's not out here to, you know, if he goes a full playoff series and doesn't score, that's not why you brought him in. Right. You brought him in to shut down other teams' top two lines. You brought him in for that physical presence, that intimidating force. That's what he can bring to the lineup. Who does that on the Oilers right now? Well, Evander Kane to a certain extent, and Clem Costin, who's been out. And. Yeah, again, I, I, I still don't think you can compare Costin to Jano. No, exactly. And I like the the thought of having a Jano in the lineup against a Calgary, against a Los Angeles. That's a playoff type of player. It's a matter of the acquisition cost. If I'm doing that deal, I'm trying as hard as I possibly can to get Matias Ekholm out as well. Chris is calling in from Edmonton at 780-496-0063. Chris, you have a trade proposal for us. Yeah, I do. Uh, first off, how you doing, Brendan? Good, thanks. Appreciate you calling in. How are you? Oh, do, doing well. Excellent. Uh, I got uh, I got a trade proposal. So I know um, your previous caller, he was talking about Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I actually, I was looking at how the, what Toronto did in getting O'Reilly and Noah Chari. They were able to get both of them. They got to retain some money. I look at, I look at Chicago. Now, I don't know if this would be enough to do it. If say you gave a second, a third, and say a fifth, plus Paul Yarby to make the money work, could you be able to? And you asked uh, Chicago for Sam Lafferty and Max Domi. I love Max Domi as a player. Um, I think he's got a lot to offer whatever team he's on. Uh, but I do understand that he's the type of player who is a lot, um, you know, as a teammate and, and sort of commands a little bit more oxygen than the next guy, if you will. But, you know, does he does he make you a harder team to play against if we're going to stick with that theme? Absolutely. I, I do really like him. If they're not going to have a Sam Lafferty available, let's say Tampa is able to poach that player or something to that effect, then would I set my sights on $3 million worth of Max Domi? Um, yeah, absolutely, Chris. I agree with you on that front. Now, to me, I think you would end up having to add a first-round pick in this instance. So this is where I say, if you're going to get a Patrick Kane, that's going to take away from whatever assets you would have had that you would have been able to acquire a defenseman with and bolster that way. So you could definitely make a case, in my opinion, for, you know, that the, say a one, a two, a three pull Yarvi and we'll see what else you know maybe you could keep him at that um, and then you find yourself with Patrick Kane in your hands so there's there's a case to be made there for sure yeah because I just figured that the uh, like in this case like this trade wouldn't involve the first but I figure I could use the first still and and get the defenseman that mm-hmm. you need in another trade I don't know who it would be just because like the problem I have right now like if you look at this trade deadline and you look at the defensemen that are out there right now it's so expensive right now for the defenseman that's why it's almost like you might be better off to try to shore up like on, on forwards and more on the defensive side and like you said the guy's harder to play against just because like you look at like a Chikrin and Carlson like they're having good years right now but the health has been the biggest concern. Like if I'm giving, like if I'm 
giving the sharks like three first, like they're calling for, like, I tell you what, sure, I'll do it, but I'm putting like conditions on like each pick and saying like, okay, he's got to make sure he's playing X amount of games or you don't get it. Yeah. That's how I would do it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Now, conversely, if you're if you're the Sharks management team and you're Mike Greer, I mean, uh, you've got a strong case to just stand pat. You could stand pat until the draft. Whatever it is that you've decided this player is worth to you, they hold all the cards, right? So, I, you know, it's even though we might not like the price for defensemen, even though you and I may agree that Jacob Chickren's not worth three first-round equivalent assets, the market dictates what the market dictates, and that's how Darnell Nurse became a nine and a half million dollar defenseman because that's what the market dictated that year. So uh, I, I hear what you're saying, Chris. It's going to be a lot of fun in the lead up here, and I wonder um, if that's part of why we're seeing Holland wait on his hands because the closer we get to this deadline, maybe that uh, power shifts back into the hands of the buyer. Yep, no, I agree. I mean, hey, if you've got the time and it's available for it for you yeah use it and take advantage of it for sure appreciate the call chris thanks very much let's go to jim who's calling in on line three jim you're on oilers now how you doing uh, pretty good read how are you oh you got brendan today i'm doing well oh, though brendan, thank you I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry brendan i've been listening but i'm working on my car so that's okay that's uh, a very I, big I, compliment I'm, I'm to me don't I worry <laughs> i messed up brendan i'm sorry um no a big time oilers fan i live out here in the okanagan <clears throat> but um i'm really really uh i mean we're so lucky to be li- to be watching uh mcdavid and dry and and uh, do their stuff out there, and 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 uh, 807 points respectively. But I do want to mention uh, that I like I think Nuge is at 598 points. And Nuge came here, I believe, as an 18-year-old, and he's been through all of the hard days that all the fans have been through and the team's been through all these years. And I think we, I know he's loved in Edmonton, he's beloved, and he's not mentioned on this show all the time. But I just think we have to hang a star over that guy's head right now and just wonder where we would have been without his dedication and his love for the city and for the Oilers logo and teammates. And I mean, that guy has been through some ugly days in Edmonton as far as a pro athlete and, and the team. So just some props to Nuge. And uh, I think he needs to be mentioned more often. That's great stuff, um, Jim. For for what he has brought to this city, and and uh, you know, for his uh, his dedication to to the Edmonton Oilers, his loyalty to the franchise, to the fan base, Absolutely. all of the above. And and you're right, 598 points for the Nuge and 777 games played, all in Oilers colors. So you know, what what more needs to be said about the guy's character than than exactly what you just said, Jim? That's great. Well, thanks for that. And and let's remember, a lot of guys are chasing the money in the, in pro sports these days. And uh, Nuge has been paid well, but he's never chased the money. Yeah. And you got That's what you call loyalty. Absolutely. And you know his teammates really respect that as well. Appreciate the call, Jim. Uh, calling from the Okanagan, where I hear it's only about minus six right now. You lucky son of a gun. Let's press pause here on Oilers now. A couple things to sell you when we come back where some guests of the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village for 50 years. Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the senses. Reserved today at jvedmonton.ca. Heard a little Mac Miller there bringing it back. His hometown of Pittsburgh will play host to the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night on 6.30, Chad. 5 p.m. puck drop out in that eastern time zone. 3.30 for the City Ford Faceoff show. That's where you can tune in and hear Reed. Right now you're 
stuck with Brendan for the next uh, 36 and a half minutes or so. Cody Jansen balancing things out on the other side. We will check in with David Staples from the Cult of Hockey after the 1.30 news. He's the man for your um, advanced statistics on goals. Uh, sorry, uh, High percentage, high danger chances. That's what they track over there at the Cult of Hockey. And frankly, when I watch the Oilers play, Cody, Evan Bouchard surrenders a lot of those. Evan Bouchard's not boxing out like I'd like to see him do. He's not taking his man all the way to the front of the net. And there's been some examples, particularly in that uh, game against Colorado, that you're left here saying there's flashes of brilliance in this player's ability to move the puck but he is at times a frustrating case study because of his uh, I guess lack of awareness as I would put it in or lack of intensity or at times both in his own zone I think that that needs to increase and that to me is something that you should be able to coach I think that's a good point right there. He's never been touted as this defensive specialist, though, right? No one's talking about, you know, oh, Bouchard's going to be a great shutdown guy in the league. No, I, you know, he's a player with 43 points last year, right? Like, that's that's a defenseman who's going to be moving the puck for you, and that's what you want to see from him. But with the role he's been playing this season... He has to find a way to elevate that defensive game and, as you said, eliminate some of those key mistakes that are ending up, if not in the back of your net, as a grade-A chance for the other team. Yeah, certainly. And again, like you watch him move the puck, and at times it's wizardry. At times that stretch pass out of the zone is just scintillating. But a lot of the time, you're left kind of looking around, wondering whose man that was, and then you take a peek, and it was number two. So... Um, Certainly, again, something that I think can be coached, but this is why Bouchard's name has entered trade conversations this year. You gotta give something if you're gonna get an Eric Carlson back, and I think that there's a little redundancy there that you could find between those two players. Certainly with Tyson Berry and Carlson, but as well as Bouchard and Eric Carlson when you think about a puck mover with some defensive liabilities. Well, I'm no advanced analytics is not my thing, and I'm a plus-minus guy through and through. Bouchard's the second worst on the Oilers this year. He's only a minus five, but still the only player worse than him with plus-minus this year is, yes, a Pugliarvi at minus 11. So... Yeah, I just think you're right. You hit the nail on the head where there's some defensive things that need to be cleaned up if he's going to play the role that Edmonton expects him to this year. Yeah. And you need defense when you're talking about holding down leads against the likes of Colorado, Los Angeles, Calgary. You got to be, holy smokes, broken record today. But why are you not more difficult to play against? That's what needs to be addressed, whether it's the forwards or defense at this trade deadline to me. You have to make this team more difficult to play against. And part of the reason for that right now, which we saw last night, as we'll check in with the Oilers now, injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's because Evander Kane is day-to-day right now, as Jay Woodcroft said post-game last night. He's day-to-day with an upper body injury as is Clem uh, Costin, whose injury is undisclosed. Considered day-to-day, Woodcroft wouldn't really reveal whether they were getting on the plane this morning to jet out to Pittsburgh. Perhaps Reed Wilkins will know that by the time Inside Sports starts tonight at 6. But as it stands right now, those are two pretty tough customers that make your team awfully difficult to play against, and they're both on the sidelines right now. But you still should be able to handle the Philadelphia Flyers a little bit better even without those two. Of course, of course. But when it comes time for the playoff push, 
I don't know that what they've got right now is going to be enough to play. I kind of like the yes. schedule, though. you got to get right game against Pittsburgh. Like, the Penguins have been in shambles since Jari went down. Like, they're a struggling team, so you get a chance to capitalize on them and get a you know good road win here to start the trip. I don't, I don't hate that. And then Columbus. And you should be feasting on an opportunity like that. Remember, Edmonton's only, despite last night's win, I mean, they still find themselves three spot or points, rather, three points out of top spot in the Pacific. But they are in a wild card spot right now because that's how muddied things are. So worry about taking care of your own business and let Vegas falter and let whatever happens with Los Angeles' goaltending play out, et cetera, et cetera. David Staples coming up from the Cult of Hockey after the headlines. Global news, weather, traffic update with Kevin Robertson.